0: Christian Ray Harrington, how you doing over there sitting on the couch?
1: I'm just sitting tall, good posture, that's yeah. always important.
0: I have very poor posture, I'm leaning forward with a hunchback, my <laughs> neck is cranked up and down at the same time.
1: I wonder, you, we could call you giraffe neck, would you like I'll, that?
0: I wish I had a neck like a giraffe, just not necessarily long, but <laughs> just like straight, I guess. <laughs>
1: I just had a moment where I pictured you with a draft neck but well it's okay you're allowed to be a little hunched over because you've had a pretty wild last week of yes. shows and adventures and driving and we were on a boat and
0: Yeah yeah it was awesome got to play the Shore Club, which is kind of a legendary venue here in Nova Scotia, just on the outskirts of Halifax and Hubbards, and the venue has been around for I don't know, seven seventy years or something. I can't remember exactly, but just one of those classic venues and just have a really good time every time we're we're there. Just this energy in the room. And yeah, that that night got to share it with uh, Two different bands that are good buds, George, or the the Public Service Servas. Service.
1: Servos. I uh, think that's just the Italian way I, of saying. I can't. I always service. say George
0: Woodhouse because that's what they were
1: called. That's and George was a guest on the podcast. Yes, as was Daniel James McFadden, who was also part of that lineup. Yeah, and last week's guest, Jackson Weldon. Came up on stage got with up, you yeah, for a song, sang seven. along
0: in a, a little cover tune there. Yeah, it was a it was a magical night for sure.
1: I was talking to some people, so yes, we were at the Shore Club Friday, and then Saturday we went to Clogheroo, which is this fantastic festival in PEI. They treated us like gold. I I always love when we go places and they're so kind to the artists. But we were. Th- I got chatting with a couple people about the magic of a venue. So the Shore Club is one of those places where. You guys were amazing. It was honestly one of my favorite shows I've seen of the town heroes Good. in a while. But Woo. it gave me the same feeling as when we saw The National in Chicago, where the the band hasn't even sung a note and you're already having an experience because the venue is so iconic. And yeah. the Shore Club kind of does that as well, where once you arrive, you're you're there, like you're ready to... Rock out and dance and have fun and leave the rest of the world behind.
0: Everyone's excited. So when you have a bunch of people in a room together, all with that positive energy, it creates something.
1: Totally. Something we just
0: can't quite measure yet tangibly as humans, but it does exist.
1: I felt like an 11 out of 10 that night. Good. Even though we got home at 3 a.m., which doesn't usually go over well, but... We toughed it out. It was a good, just a really fun last weekend we had, and uh, we got some really exciting news that we were nominated this year in the Coast's Best of Halifax yeah, Awards. Yeah, that was awesome. For Best Podcast. So Ooh, thanks, guys. Right
0: here. These words we're saying are nominated. <laughs> this sentence. Us.
1: But it required people to vote for us to even get into the yeah, final round. Yep. Uh, we have added the link in the show notes, but... Yeah, that's it's just thank you everyone for listening and these little recognitions really go a long way and as you know we truly truly love doing the podcast so to to have your support and know you're listening means a lot and uh and we picked up I'm also up for Best Visual Artist and Woo. Togetherland, my art gallery. gallery got a nom for for Best Gallery. So that You're was win unexpected. Them all. You're winning. And Town Heroes and Michael S. Ryan also have a slew of nominations. Yeah,
0: I, I can't even remember. Uh yeah. best rock band, best band, uh best songwriter.
1: Yeah. Best solo artist, Maybe, I think. Yeah. For Michael yeah. S. Ryan. So all of that to say, we appreciate you all. If you're willing to toss us a vote or two in those categories, it would mean a lot. And we'll keep we'll keep showing up with amazing guests like this week's guest.
0: Tommy Green Jr. Tommy
1: Green Jr. Yes. Yeah, he's,
0: uh I have I've known Tommy for a number of years for sure, but it's always just been kind of just in passing. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Just Whatever, playing a gig or whatever, yeah. And never really got to sit down and talk to him for an extended period of time. And I think both of us, after the chat, were like, "Oh, this guy is amazing. And he's just uh, such a, a nice guy. Great stories. Uh, just energetically, like He's got this positive energy, and it obviously shows in his music and the way he's able to entertain." But yeah, just just a, a great dude, and uh, very happy we got to chat with him and. You know, can call him a a friend now.
1: I said to him during the interview that I see him as more of an all-around entertainer than just a musician. That's how I would describe him. Yeah. He just, I don't know, he has this presence about him. Even as a guest on a podcast, everyone brings something unique to the table. But I knew he would be, you know, air quote, good guest Mm -hmm. because he can hold his own in a room. He was honest. He's a great storyteller. And I just I don't know. There's some people that come in and it energizes me just to be yeah. in their presence. And he's one of those people.
0: Yeah, and he's he's uh, led quite uh, exciting life on cruise ships, playing music between that and seeing the world, doing that, and just being a musician trying to make it like the rest of us. Like he's he's been around and done some awesome things.
1: He tells the story as well about playing with should I say with the Halifax Mooseheads, not hockey with them, <laughs> playing music during, at the Halifax Mooseheads the game, games. Yeah. And we we dig into this in the podcast episode, so I won't get too heavy into it. But I, I want to reflect on this about how much I've thought about since his ability to create this, like pull from other parts of his passions in life and insert them into his creativity. Yeah. So it's I always enjoy when we have a guest on that days after the fact I'm thinking about what they said and it's really valuable information or lessons for me to put into my own work. So yeah. thanks Tommy for opening it's, up with us. It's
0: nice that we get to record these conversations for other people, the listeners mm-hmm. to, well, maybe be inspired, but at the same time we're we're able to find inspiration and in these chats ourselves So yeah We exactly. we win on every level here
1: It's a win-win-win yeah. And we hope Yeah We hope you listening at home Get something out of this as well I'm sure you will
0: You definitely will And uh, yeah, thanks Tommy For uh, being vulnerable Being funny Being all the things that you are
1: And handsome
0: Yes <laughs> Throw that in
1: Just It's just my addition there
0: <laughs> I agree I, I agree <laughs> uh, Okay Tommy Green Jr. Coming up Whew. Probably
1: lots of protein because George gets lots of bloody meat around him. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> I don't know if that transfers <laughs> into
0: cat hair. Yeah. I'm not sure. The science behind that. Oh, yeah.
1: But science discovers random things. Like you have to think about even chocolate, like or coffee. Who discovered that you pull open this thing? And then you roast it and then grind it and liquefy it. And it's this delicious thing we consume every day.
2: Yeah, that is fascinating. I think about stuff like that sometimes, Uh, especially when you hear about, like, uh, ayahuasca. Yeah. Do you know much about that?
1: I've not done it, but I've read articles about it because it's fascinating. Yeah,
2: well, just that, like, the way that that works is a very specific two different plants that you need out of the 100 million that exist in the Amazon. No kidding. And the indigenous people down there like figured out that one of them is the active ingredient that you take. One one of the the plants like that's got the DMT in it, but your uh, stomach has enzymes that will deactivate the DMT. So if you eat this plant by itself, nothing will happen. It'll get into your stomach and then your stomach enzymes will like break it down nothing will happen so if you mix it with this other plant that'll stop your stomach from deactivating (laughs) then it'll work and it'll be active and there's these two plants that exist in the amazon out of a hundred billion different species of plants and it's like they've been doing it for thousands of years how the did they figure that out? You know what I mean? Like Truly. they're just some Little. someone's job is that they just hang out in the jungles <laughs> mix these two plants and see what happens. You know what I mean? And they got lucky this one time.
1: They do food testing now. I think Mike had that for a job for a while didn't you? He? he had to test mcdonald's taste, taste testing taste tester, uh, i yeah. did some
0: subway subs <laughs> no way really some tim Hortons. <laughs> awesome yeah. a while ago now this is like
1: but i before we leave ayahuasca is this an experience that you've had
0: no i haven't done
2: ayahuasca but a few weeks ago uh me and my therapist um uh, and by me and my therapist i mean i did it and he was there to watch over me but i did a hero's dose of psilocybin
1: okay yes
2: psychedelic uh like psychedelic therapy
1: and that's five yeah. grams yeah yeah yeah, how did tea. you tea chocolate tea, tea. okay and yeah. okay did you have any experience with microdosing before that yeah lots yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah but uh in fact i just had some like 10 minutes ago
0: before i left
1: okay <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> perfect yeah.
0: so was this uh therapist recommended the, i mean was the mushroom consumption recommended by the therapist Uh, yes, but I uh, also actively seeked out a
2: therapist that was into that stuff. So Mm -hmm. before I signed up with this guy, that it was known that like, look, we'll hang out for a little while, but this is something that I really want to do at some point. And I'm going to do it again, probably, probably the next few months. Definitely before I leave, I'm going on another another ship run in January. So I'm going to do it again before then for sure.
0: And how was
2: the experience? Uh, It was awesome. It was really good, except I was so tired. I just, like, I couldn't help it. I had a lot of stuff going on. So, like, the night before, I I drove, I played a show back home in New Brunswick on Tuesday night. And then Wednesday, I drove, I got up the next day and drove five hours here to Halifax and then shot a music video all night until, like, one in the morning in the harbor on a boat. And it was not very nice. Well, it wasn't bad, but it was, like exhausting you know when it's like cold and it's nighttime and it's so exhausting because your body's like fighting the cold Mm -hmm. anyway and then I I slept for like five hours and then I woke up and drove to Hubbard's and did five grams of psilocybin (laughs) mushrooms at like 10 in the morning (laughs) (laughs) so it was like it was a great experience it really was but I felt like there was a lot of lessons that maybe were just out of reach maybe because I didn't have the mental energy to get there maybe My therapist wrote like six pages of notes of things that I talked about while I was um, going through this experience. And he said like, like half of it is just talking about how tired I was, just being like, I've been alive forever. Like, <laughs> life is so exhausting. It's so embarrassing having a body that you have to look after. Like, what a pain in the ass this is. That <laughs> like actually feels
1: up. like really good insight. Yeah. Yeah, if was, you read between the lines there, yeah, yeah, there's. Yeah. 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 It was actually the most learned. trippy
2: thing ever. It was like, uh, I might have said the days wrong just now when I talked about, I think it was like the, the day later because it was a Friday. So it must've been Wednesday when I played the show, Thursday. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You guys don't care. But <laughs> Friday, I'm only saying this because Friday, the day that I took uh, the, the medicine was the day that we had those floods. And it was like that mm. crazy thunderstorm. This is so like uh, cliche or whatever, but like it was a crazy experience. I took the medicine at, a, at 11 o'clock in the morning and then we were all set up. We had talked at great length about my intentions and everything. And uh, and then I had a blindfold and headphones and he had curated this playlist for me or whatever, like that's like meant to help like uh, with your emotions and stuff like that. Anyway, I took the medicine at 11 o'clock and then I was like, oh, I think I need to pee at like like five or six minutes later. And I stood up and went to the bathroom and while I was peeing, I was like, whoa, like hmm. this is kicking in really quick. And I came back and I was like, dude i think that this is like he told me it'd be like half an hour or so but it was like 10 minutes mm. and he was like well you better and he looked at his clock and he was like it's eleven eleven. like it's a good time like put your headphones on put your blindfold on and i was like all right so i just laid down and it's, he told me as soon as i put my headphones on and i because i didn't hear it i had like noise canceling headphones on first huge crack mm. of thunder and then like five hours of me going through this or whatever and talking and sometimes he said i would say something like pretty profound about like what i was going through and like what i wanted out of life and then there would this be this big boom of Hmm. thunder afterwards right it was just like this wild anyway that always happens though every time i Experience that kind of medicine. There's always some natural phenomenon that happens that would be pretty trippy, even if mm. you weren't like experiencing <laughs> this. But it's so. There's always like a crazy sunset or some weird thing. One time I was walking in the beach in Melbourne Beach, and I had taken some, and then I was walking with this headlamp on the beach, and I looked at the water, and the water started making this crazy sound. And I looked over, and I and then I did it again, and then it started doing it, and it was all this fish these fish that were like activated by my headlamp looking at the water mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I'm walking through the beach like up to my ankles and anywhere I looked with my head and this headlamp these fish were going nuts like I was controlling this whole thing like that's you can't make that stuff up right and I'm like here tripping balls like thinking like
0: this, like what the hell's going on you know anyway something like that always happens but anyway it's a very good experience I you think it. maybe that stuff is always happening and this just tunes us into it more I have no No idea man i have no idea
1: do you have a memory of the experience when you did the hero dose i know that they took notes but can you go back and be like yeah i said that and okay
2: yeah most of it i i remember oh yeah i'd say actually i remember all of it to Mm -hmm. be honest but it's like it's only hard to remember because the nature of it is hard like the nature of how you're feeling you can't even describe in words
1: I've been talking to more and more people that are not only microdosing, but going straight for the hero dose and people that have no experience either with ingesting psilocybin in any way. But there's more research. There's more maybe social acceptance, I'll say, of experimenting with this. But I'd say the evidence like there's even I was listening to a podcast with Tim Ferriss recently who's Mm -hmm. invested so much of his personal income into scientific research None of it's yet regulated and, you know, Mm. it's much like cannabis. You can't do a lot of research until it's legalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's kind of walking this weird balance, but he has so much conviction in what it can do for humanity. It's medicine. That he's willing to say, like, take half of my personal savings. Oh, yeah. um, to Like John Hopkins or whatever to do research. They're doing
0: big studies there now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the loopholes are with the legality, but they're, they're able to... Do human trials now? I believe. And
1: do you take it for and what to your level of comfort in answering oh, yeah. this question? No, I'm
0: excited to be here, guys. I love you guys. I'm huge fans of both of you,
2: and I'm here to like. I'm open book. Let's talk. Like, okay. I, let's get right into it. I'm thank to go. you. Awesome. Yeah, because no I'm going
1: to ask you. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no. Do you take it for more of a a therapeutic approach or being an artist? I, mm. I, I imagine it unfolds on reveals some type of creative insight too, perhaps. What was your intention that day or any day? Uh,
2: mental health. Yeah. Like I struggle with mental health uh, and I'm kind of open about it, but maybe I should be more open about it. But I like have a hard time uh, and it's been, uh, uh, the microdosing dosing has been helpful, I guess, but it's not as helpful. Like um, I, uh, yeah. So when I took this hero's dose, for example, like we talked about it for a long time and I've, I'm excited to do it again. Like I mentioned, I think like, uh, I want to do it again just because uh, I want to be well rested. Like next time mm-hmm. I do it, I'm going to take like three days off. I'm going to go live in this cabin for a while and just like relax and like get mm-hmm. my energy up and then do it again. Um, but uh, yeah, that, to answer your question, it, it might help me with my uh, creativity. But I'll be honest, like uh, I'm struggling with that as well. Like I'm pumping out all these songs this year. Like I've put out uh, a couple and I've got like four other ones on the back burner that are ready to go. But my creativity has been it's been something I've been wrestling with a lot lately. And I'm not really sure what the deal is. I think I just might be burnt out, man. I play I play all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm constantly performing uh to pay the bills and having fun Mm -hmm. doing it. But I wish that I had more energy to put into my own songs and that's something that I'm wrestling with as well. So
0: Going back to what you said to your therapist while you were taking the, the dose of psilocybin, like saying you're exhausted, our bodies are, my body's so tired. Like that's probably a sign of that. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. And being a musician is very hard on yeah. us. Like, yeah. There's so much energy we have to output to the world and yes. to, yeah. to create the things we do to to get to that level of excitement that the yeah. crowd can feed off it. Yes. Like, yeah. And you're, you're playing on a cruise ship where, I don't know how many shows you do a day, probably a couple, but... You have to get up to a certain level of energy every time yeah. you, you get in front of that audience. Well, I'm very lucky. I've
2: been performing on cruise ships for about 10 years, yeah. maybe more now. But, well, with the pandemic, I lost a couple there. But um, I'm actually at a point now where I, I, it's uh, absurd how little I perform. Like yeah. I worked really hard. And then in 2020, I finally cracked like the gig that you can get yeah. on cruise ships. So since then... Uh, for example, uh, I, if I'm on a cruise, every cruise is like a certain amount of days long, like seven days is usually the typical, but once a a journey or whatever, I do my show. So if it's a seven day cruise or an 11 day cruise, I'm going to do my show once in the theater and, uh, and then I'm, that's it. And I'm hanging out for the rest of the time. So that is, uh, how that works. So it's actually like when I'm on it's so funny, when I'm on a cruise ship, that's like a vacation to me (laughs) now. Like it's the my main source of income, but like that's when I actually get well rested. (laughs) Like when when I go away on a boat, it's like, oh okay, cool alright I can relax here for a little bit but I'm home here in the city like I just play a lot downtown and uh, I'm doing a lot of runs on like the Silva or whatever like I'm doing that like three or four times a week and yeah.
1: anything on a boat so, huh? yeah it's so weird music video it's on a boat it's very strange
2: yeah I'm a, I'm a boat man like a boat boy did you grow yeah. up
1: with nautical no. influence
2: no i grew up in the woods of new brunswick okay. <laughs> what part of yeah. new brunswick a really small town called florenceville
1: okay
2: to be more specific i lived in a little town outside of uh florenceville called centerville and to be more specific i grew up on a road outside of centerville called lower knoxford yeah what was going on in lower knoxford man just nothing man growing really? up is very remote like uh the big uh you probably have been down there for uh Hullabaloo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's there, Perth yeah. Andover. So you know yeah. where the, where this area yeah, is. For yeah. Sure. It's about a half hour drive from Perth, or maybe okay. 20, 25 yep. minutes or something like that. But anyway, yeah, I grew up uh just uh like uh playing hockey and um uh summers at this uh community pool. I was a lifeguard there. Like I yep. spent every day of the summer growing up going to swimming lessons and then and then becoming a lifeguard and working there and then uh and then slowly playing music. Like I picked up a guitar when I was in grade nine and uh grade ten maybe and then uh got really into Dave Matthews and wanted to just play Dave Matthews songs and then I wanted to start a band and the only other like musician that I could play with was this guy who lived down the road named matt piper and he was the only drummer in carlton county he was like in grade 12 he used to beat me up on the bus he's a couple years older than me <laughs> it was pretty like daunting like uh calling him being like hey man you you want to jam <laughs> but he was down and then uh yeah and, and was
1: your dad yeah. tom green yeah yeah yeah
2: tom green senior yeah he works at the McCain's plant there obviously that's where everyone works yeah, yeah. So yeah he still does actually he's gonna retire pretty soon but he loves he loves working there yeah yeah
1: I had a very similar upbringing in that I describe, well, I grew up on this road called Clarence Road that nobody's ever heard of, the Annapolis Valley. Oh, beautiful. And uh, so you just have to be familiar with the surrounding towns that might be more familiar and the same. Like, yeah, it's within a half hour of something recognizable, but no infrastructure, no stores, no gas station, yeah, nothing, yeah, exactly. Which it's, was, now I appreciate that. I love that that's oh, where I'm man, from. Oh, it's the best. But at about 15, before you have yeah. your driver's license, it feels pretty secluded.
2: Oh, yeah, big time. Were you, uh, when did you get into art? Like, you must have been doing that in high school and stuff.
1: Yeah, I was in a theater in ah, high school. Cool. So creative yeah. and junior high band. I've recently, so I played alto sax in junior high band and just Sick. recently got myself <gasps> one. Yes, thank you. I'm terrible. I'm learning that uh, much like I imagine learning the guitar is where you're developing your calluses. You can't play for two hours the first time you pick up a guitar. It's kind of the, the mouth muscles yeah, are taking a while yeah. to develop. So yeah. I'll practice for maybe 10 minutes and be like, oh, I'll just put this down. And, but you f- play every instrument, right? So not many. everyone, but I've <laughs> played
2: quite a few of them, but and none of them very well, but just enough to fake it or whatever. Is
1: one of know. them a saxophone? No, a I can't play the saxophone. Okay. But I've
2: always wanted to pick up, like, every time I go into Alama I'm always eyeing those plastic horns that they have that you can get for like mm-hmm. 100 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. I really would like to get a trumpet. That's my favorite horn.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Plus the mouthpiece. I don't think I can do the mouthpiece of the sax. Like I look at that and I go, oh, I'm kind of like, I'm like, so, I wouldn't want it on my teeth vibrating on my teeth or something. Yeah. It's a
1: whole yeah, it's, other
0: ball game. It's a yeah. whole other thing. Using your fingers for things <laughs> and i look at you
1: guys like you look so cool when you're performing and a saxophone player like their face is just a giant bl- red balloon <laughs> so, i don't think it's the most flattering instrument yeah, to learn, but, but
0: any instrument played well is cool okay that's true so
1: i yeah. don't have that going for me either, unfortunately <laughs> well, you'll get
0: there you'll get there, <laughs> you'll get there. Yeah, okay. so what what made you pick up a guitar the first time Today's episode is brought to you by the amazing Wilson's Coastal Club.
1: This resort has eight cottages ranging from bachelor to three bedroom units. So you can take the whole family along, including your fur babies. Dogs are welcome.
0: Mallory and Kyle, the owners, are two awesome people who have created the perfect getaway for you. And we've stayed there ourselves. And, you know, we felt like two little kids on vacation.
1: This hidden gem is right on the ocean. They've got a private beach with loungers for all of their guests, e-bikes, and all of the water sports, like stand-up paddle boards, kayaking, swimming, and the ambient sound of the waves.
0: A lot of wildlife there, too. Loons. Ducks. ducks,
1: Seals. Cranes. Deer. Bunnies. And more bunnies! Woo!
0: (laughs) As if this place wasn't awesome enough, They're also offering fitness classes on the beach, wellness retreats, and meditation workshops.
1: Wilson's Coastal Club is open all year round. And if you're worried about the Nova Scotia winter nipping at your nose, don't fret, they've got you covered. They're offering Canadian-made cedar wood-fired hot tubs and oceanfront 10-foot red cedar panoramic view barrel saunas coming this fall.
0: Located at 7532 St. Margaret's Bay Road in Bootleers Point, Nova Scotia, you can book your stay at wilsonscoastalclub.com.
1: And if you book before October 30th and use the discount code Mike and Kristen, you'll receive 15% off your stay. Woo! Private beach. Bonfires. Whoa, good times in the maritime. S'mores!
2: My best friend, I, very strange, I'm going to crack this bubbly here. Yeah. Um, my best friend growing up is very strange. Uh, my name is Tommy Green, obviously, and his name was Robbie Gray. <laughs> yeah. and he lived on the opposite side of town from me it was very strange when i growing up and when i started piecing this together it was really weird i'm the oldest of four and then he's the youngest of three and then his name's robbie gray his dad's also robert gray so he's yeah. also a junior and he lives like the same distance away from centerville that i do except on the opposite side and what else there was a bunch of other things we both had the same messed up bottom tooth like snaggle tooth (laughs) in the exact same place and what else we had a lot of really weird similarities but anyway he started playing guitar and he learned um that song uh hey now all you sinners put your lights on Put your lights song cause there's a monster. Do you know that song?
1: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> it
2: my bed, Mike. It looks like you don't know that song. I don't
0: know if I do.
1: <laughs> he is singing it correctly too. Um, who's,
2: who's the singer? Everlast or Everclear or something mm. like that?
1: Yeah, it's Ever,
0: from
2: that
1: era. Everlast.
0: Everlast is the singer from House of Pain. Really? That might sound. Yeah. I think that might be it, so but I might and, be wrong. House of Pain finished and he went on to make his his solo career. Does he have a voice like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then that might be him. He so. did the he well he did a famous cover. Uh what did Everlast cover? Maybe a Gordon Lightfoot song? Uh I think yeah, wasn't I'm wasn't not sure.
1: There, uh... <laughs> we'll do a little research after this <laughs> yeah. chat.
2: But Anyway, Robbie learned that song okay. and he taught that to me. I just yeah. blew my mind. And then, uh, yeah, and then I still can play it for you. And it has yeah. like not eight chords in it, so yeah. it was great first song to learn because yeah. then I had all these chords down. Yeah. And then I kind of like I didn't even know what I was doing. I just like got a guitar and started messing around with it. And then my whole life changed. I was I had a huge crush on this girl that I met at Drama Fest, mm-hmm. uh, and from Hampton, New Brunswick, just outside St. John, and all her and all of her friends were really into Dave Matthews. And yeah. so my parents took me and my family on a trip a vacation down to Disneyland or something and my parents said uh, okay you can get two CDs or go to Walmart you can get two CDs for the drive down there we had yeah. this we had a, a 2000 Ford Windstar that had a CD player in and it. it was my favorite vehicle of all time and i got two CDs i got Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds live at Luther College yeah. and then i got uh the Ludicrous album that had <laughs> yeah. the song ho, use a ho. That was a banger at the time.
1: Yeah. For the 40-hour uh, drive yeah, exactly. to Florida.
2: And uh, one of those albums changed my life. I'll let you guess which one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that Dave and Tim... Record, uh, just absolutely. I have no idea how, like, who I would be without it, to be honest. Like, it for the first time in my life, I understood music. Like, I, I heard these, it's a live record, two guys playing acoustic guitar, and you could hear the audience there, and they were just playing songs they wrote. And I thought, oh my god, I can do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you just pick up an instrument, and, and, and before then, because I grew up in such a secluded area and my parents were not musicians or really music lovers. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they like music, but they never really played it. Even on drives, they just like talking. So mm-hmm. my my knowledge of music was embarrassing like in high school. Like I had no idea. Like people would have, I'd be like, I remember one time on the bus, I went up to my friend. I was like, hey, what's that song? That's like, uh, entertain us. And they're like, they were like Nirvana like smells like teen spirit like i was like oh yeah that's such a cool song and i was like in grade 11 or something right and they were like you're, like, you're so how ashamed. Do you do not know that you know what <laughs> i mean uh anyway so when i so i guess i just didn't even understand how you made music not only that i didn't even understand that i didn't know like it didn't even it was so i can't even explain how lacking my brain was with how that worked and then when i listened to that dave and tim record it just clicked like that you could do that and then all of a sudden i just learned everything off that record i learned every song every note and then i was kind of off the races started writing my own songs it was just like zero to a hundred and then uh yeah where did singing come in i always sang it was yeah. very strange like i say like the when i was in grade five uh my music teacher uh mrs longabardi showed out mm. sounds like a fake name i know She's so sweet. She's actually an angel. And I remember so much about her. Like, she used to, uh, every music uh, recital or whatever she did, like before you started, she'd sing the key for you and she'd go, One, two, three, go. And then you'd go, I have a dog whose name is Spot. And sometimes he's white and sometimes he's not. (laughs) Because he's, you know, he gets dirty. You know what I mean? Took me a while to realize that that's what that <laughs> was insinuating, but anyway. Uh, so she was a sweetheart, and I think I have a memory of being in, like in kindergarten and her having everybody sing along with her while she was playing the piano, and then she, I, we all sang, and then she just was like, "Tommy, you're in the choir," and I'm like, "Okay, like I'm five, all right, you're, whatever you say," you know. And then before I realized that I was even self aware, I was like singing in choirs and stuff. So I had that kind of going for me already, but then it wasn't cool to sing. Like in grade six or so, I was like, whoa, what am I doing? I can't be in like the choir, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So then I quit and got really back into hockey, which is a big part of my life. And then, yeah, and then in grade eight or nine got into drama because that was really cool again. And then I did had a singing part in it. So anyway, by the time I picked up the guitar, I had the confidence like I can sing, like, mm. you know. So I'm very thankful for her. She comes out to my shows. I go home and I'll play a Aww. show or whatever. She's there and I'm nice. always like giving her bunch of props
0: because very thankful for. It's amazing to have those people in your life who can guide you along the path and just I'm sure that uh things you've learned from from her are still with you today. Oh yeah, big time.
1: This is making me think about because we've talked a lot about people that grow up in small towns and find themselves in entertainment or the arts in some way because Mm. we didn't necessarily have a lot of exposure to it. Yeah. But I distinctly remember it not being cool. Oh, yeah. To be like being in band was not cool. However, theater was and we were all sports and theater yeah, were yeah. kind of the most acceptable extracurriculars to pursue. And so yeah. that's what we all did. But if you were in band, not cool or even painting, which is now my life, like nobody yeah. really did that. And if they did, it was secret. Yeah. I don't know why that. And I Maybe in a bigger school where you have more of a, a choice or people that get you yeah. that wasn't the case maybe some of the urban schools didn't have that like fear of not fitting in but... yeah
0: like in if you grew up in halifax or something there's a thousand people in your school there's going to be a group of people who like to paint or mm-hmm. something and you could work your way into that yeah. but in small town uh annapolis valley like it's just
1: I but i, don't I think know if it you're... teaches you other skills like we also learned m- maybe work ethic yeah. Or things that serve us differently in our pursuits. Yeah, I don't
0: think one's better than the other. Just it shapes you maybe in a different way. Yeah. And like, I, one of my favorite things about growing up in a small town is that my friend group was so diverse. Cause I meet people now and who grew up in like a bigger city and all their friends are very, very similar to them. Yeah. Like, whatever they all have the same education they all work a similar job and like i have friends who are like as high as you can get in the corporate world and friends who can barely read you know yeah. like it's <laughs> yeah. just yeah and there's i love them both they're yeah. just it's just like there's you 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 have to be friends yeah. with these people. You have to know how to communicate. And those
2: friends who can barely read probably know a bunch of stuff that those corporate people. Oh, oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. They can yeah. fix
0: I, and I wasn't yeah, saying yeah. I wasn't saying that as an that. insult. Yeah, yeah. Like no. it's just the way yeah. people's yeah, yeah, yeah. paths goes. Skills, like yeah. that guy can change yeah. a car engine and without yeah. thinking about it. And yeah. I don't even know how to take a tire off a car. Right? Yeah. Like there's just everyone has a different skill set, and I think that's something I I appreciate from a small town like this day and age is a divide between different, different people and groups. And this group doesn't like this group because they're into something that they're not. And I'm like, I don't hunt, but I grew up with people who hunted and I understand why they do that. And I, I can appreciate that. And like, I think you're able to look at the world with a, a lens that's not so negative
2: towards things. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, I agree yeah growing up, I remember distinctly like in high school it just uh man, it took me a l- long time to fit in with any group like yeah. I had a really hard time man high school was very difficult for me until yeah. about grade eleven, I started getting a little bit more confident, but grade nine and ten were very difficult for me had a really hard time fitting in and uh and because I didn't really fit in, I was kind of friends with everybody yeah, but not really like I didn't like have best friends. Yeah, it was tough. But yeah, like I think you're right. Growing up in a small town, you uh, get exposed to a lot more.
1: Do you yeah. have that now? Do you feel like you have that social real security or go to people in your life?
2: Yes, I feel very lucky. Mm-hmm. I'm a very uh, extroverted person. And I feel like and I've been around. I've traveled a lot. I feel like I have a million friends that I love so, so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't get to see all of them all the time. But like. Like next week on, on Sunday, I'm driving down to Provincetown, Massachusetts, uh, for a week to stay with a bunch of friends. And I haven't seen them since last year when I went down and we're going to pick right back up. Like it was like, you know, it will be awesome. It's going to be a great week. And then, uh, but yeah, and in the city, you know, I've got my close, uh, friends that I see often, uh, So that feels good. But yeah, I have friends. I feel very fortunate that I have a lot of friends that I love, love, love. Yeah,
1: Was going into cruise ship work a bit of a shock having come from such an isolated place? And now you're kind of traveling all these new places, meeting people, I imagine, from different cultures and parts of the world.
2: Yeah. No, I don't know. Not really. I guess by the time I got on the ships, I had already traveled around a little bit, I guess. And so when I got there, I was just excited to, and that's like, that's been the most incredible source of friends like ever. Like, uh, uh, that's what I tell people. When people get excited about ships and they go, oh, I'd love to do that. Like, and they talk about like where you would go. And that's all really great. Like I've traveled almost everywhere in the world on a cruise ship now. And But the thing is that the, the, by far the best part about it is the friends that you make. Like, I literally have friends in every city in the world. If Mm. you said, like, oh, let's go, if you pick a place, I've got, I met someone on Mm. a ship then that who lives there. We can go there and like visit them. You know, we'll get looked after. And that's incredible. And it's so fun too when I look ahead to my cruise ship schedule or whatever and I realize that I'm going to be in this little spot and you give that person a heads up. Like, look, I haven't seen you for seven years. For example, I, um, A couple of years ago, I had a friend um, that I met on ships, pretty uh, well-off person uh, who became a big fan of mine. And they were having a birthday party in South Africa. And so they hired me kind of like to go and perform at their birthday party (laughs) in Cape Town or whatever. And then we went on. Yeah, it was incredible. When are you going to go to South Africa? You know what I mean? So we went there. And then when I landed, this is a crazy story. Are you guys ready for this? Okay. So this is 2019, I think in March. So yeah, we flew down to Cape Town and we were there for a week and I had the greatest time just like traveling around playing music every night for this guy and all of his friends. And uh and then we went to um uh, Kruger National Park and went on a safari and like I took a million photos of elephants and stuff like that that I didn't and never looked at. It's just on my hard drive somewhere. <laughs> and then uh, anyway, when the trip was done They all flew home, but then I flew to Johannesburg for three or four days to visit this guy, uh, Philip Robbie, who I met on my very first cruise run in 2011. So I hadn't seen him for eight years. I went and stayed with him for three days, and he was working on uh, a soap opera as like a manager. He managed like the actor's schedules or something like that, I forget. But he was working there, so I went and hung out with him for three days on the set of this uh a uh, South African soap opera called Seven Delon and anyway he got me a part on the show so then yeah. so now i'm in this, a couple of these scenes um not a speaking role but i had one shot that was just me for like 20 seconds i'm like i'm like this sneaky activist and i'm like putting these posters around that are it's like um I'm like, uh, uh, like denouncing this guy, like, uh, who owns this restaurant. I guess I was like saying that he was a murderer, and I was putting up all these uh, signs or whatever. And then the owner shows up, and I like run away or whatever. Anyway, so then fast forward like a year later. So that was all so awesome. It was so fun. Like when have you, when when can you say you were on a South African soap opera? <laughs> check check that yeah, box. First oh, yeah, first person I have awesome. met. Yeah. So then I'm back home in uh in Nova Scotia, and I'm chatting with the guys from neon dreams Mm -hmm. and they're like uh i'm hanging out with adrian and uh frank and at one point they were texting me and were like look we got this song that just blew up in south africa we're going down there for the first time and i'm like okay wicked are you going to johannesburg and they're like yeah that's like one of our first stops i was like cool well if you want i could probably get you on this." south african soap soap opera like it might help with your exposure or whatever and uh adrian texted me back uh, like uh, a few hours later he was like look man that's so sweet but we don't think that's really on brand for us to be on like a soap opera and i'm like cool man no worries like i totally get it and then like two days goes by and then he texts me back and he's like okay so we talked to our manager and uh they checked out that soap opera and yeah if you could get us on that that'd be sweet sweet this soap opera has been on the air for like 20 years like it's the the equivalent of like uh, uh yes exactly it's like this thing that's been around forever it's like i think it's got like at least like 3 million people who watch it every <laughs> episode or something like that and so wild so anyway I messaged my buddy and I'm like okay look here's here's the deal this band neon dreams they're from Canada they're but the buds of mine they have this hit song it's blowing up right now they're gonna be in Johannesburg see what you can do he gets back to me he goes okay I just talked to the writers we're gonna write them into the script of the show so that the main <laughs> characters are going to a neon dreams concert oh like, my you gosh. so they're like uh, anyway so then I'm just watching this from like at the time I'm like <laughs> I don't know playing music at the concert shoe shop like on a Tuesday like, <laughs> like singing, checking my phone's dinging like oh yeah like I set this whole thing up like my buddies are down on this uh, so anyway and I mean they were already exploding obviously like they were already doing really well but that helped a lot nice. like when they were on that show or whatever like you know a couple million people would have seen that and saw their music or whatever so it, it's pretty f- it's just like a anyway and all that was from cruise ship people that I just met you know what Incredible. I mean like, I was down there like just it all worked out and that's so fun like it's just like the weirdest funniest stuff story ever and what's so heartbreaking too is they just announced that that show is getting canceled this uh, winter after like 23 So we gotta get, get there mm-hmm. soon. So, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, can you get us on, Tom? Yeah, I can get you on, The season
1: finale. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mike yeah. and Kristen podcast. Yeah. Everyone goes to yeah,
0: <laughs> an art show. Yeah. How, yeah, yeah. how are they gonna write us into it? Yeah.
1: Didn't Neon Dreams get stuck there too? Or or maybe they chose to um, stay, but oh, no, they like were... it was around pandemic time? Or? It was
2: pandemic, yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, I don't think they ever got stuck there, but they were down there because they were they're like, they're playing huge, huge, yeah. huge, Festivals, yeah, like thousands and thousands of people. Like, there, it's a big. It's a, they're Amazing. running, run the show down there. Yeah, it's, it's awesome.
1: funny. Like in music too, and and while you having had so much exposure to other parts of the world, that being an excellent example in South Africa, yeah. but it, like making it, I'm air quoting here, but making it can mean like having an opportunity like that in South Africa. People in Canada aren't necessarily like, holy shit, neon dreams in South Africa is blown yeah, up, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't have to be in your hometown either. Yeah have this level of success or happiness or validation whenever you're looking for so. yeah and
2: to be honest like uh man they're like uh they earned it like when they go down there like they're killing it in their shows like i saw like they're they're really put a lot of work into their live show and they like they're really uh generous with their fans they're, they're a great group i'm really really proud of them really
1: well and same them, can yeah. be said for ICU. Is as more of a all-around entertainer like yeah. i wouldn't describe you as j- just a musician or a musician I just didn't even use the word just but you're you're a showman
2: uh thanks i appreciate that i also think it's because uh i'm such a lack of a songwriter <laughs> 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 i uh man i have a hard time with that it's really frustrating i got a book for yeah. you
0: to read is it the artist's way we have that, but yeah. I was going to recommend the recommend the the War of Art. Oh, uh, someone just told me about
2: yeah. that like 2 days ago. Yeah.
1: Mm, it's time then.
2: Yeah, That's okay. Your book.
1: Why do you recommend that given in reference to the songwriting?
0: Well, it's just it's kind of a kick in the ass to get you yeah. into whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. And this is all about overcoming resistance. Yeah. I have so much resistance, Mike. Well, this book's written for you, Tommy. I have so much. uh, And a lot of time we have resistance to something and we don't even know that's what it is. Yeah. Like we procrastinate or we'll we'll drink, we'll do whatever it may be. Like you don't know that you're doing this to avoid doing something else. And even though you might love this other thing, like songwriting, like part of our brains just... For some reason doesn't want to go down. I this don't know path if you heard me time. earlier,
2: but I'm exhausted, Mike. I've yeah. been alive forever. Yeah, and it's, it's very true. embarrassing having a body that you need to look after. And it's like getting to be too much. We're well, <laughs> trying to make a joke. That sounded so <laughs> deep. You both looked at me like, oh jeez. I was trying to be funny, but
0: No, but anyway. no, it, it was funny. Tom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Thank> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, this 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 but I think you can just... I want, I want to isolate that clip.
2: I need to have that clip. No, it was funny, Tommy. Yeah. You're so sweet. You did a good job, man.
0: You, I just need to hear that you're every day, okay. okay? You're okay. He I made us okay. smile. He made us laugh. <laughs> you're winning. Yeah. yeah. But... It,
1: the resistance thing is really common. Yeah. And it seems... Everyone. Knows. It seems like a weird thing to have, though. I deal with this every single time I go to make a painting. And actually, Mike was away last week or the week before. And I, I... Made up my mind, I was going to really focus on this new collection that's coming yeah. out in a short amount of time, and I have a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. like, oh, I've got like ten days or whatever on my own. I can really just, I got one painting done, and I don't even really like it.
2: Yeah, it's and tough. it's
1: kind of, and that's okay, but I'm also more concerned with so when is this gonna happen? Yeah, like when is this feeling of flow and freedom and anti resistance gonna happen for me? So. It's a little comforting to hear that other people struggle with this as well.
2: Oh, man, I haven't written a song in forever. I'm really great at writing music. I can sit down and just pump music out, but lyrics are very difficult for me.
0: What Mm. about co-writing? Like bringing those ideas to someone else and getting some input? I've done a little bit of that, but I'm just so busy. Like It's hard for
2: me to schedule that. I reach out to people every once in a while and try and organize sessions or whatever. But, uh, man, my life is...
1: Is the busyness from necessity? Like do you feel like oh I gotta earn some money to pay the bills, or is it you're saying yes to things you just wanna do all the time?
2: A little bit of both. Like I've uh I have a roommate now, but for a couple years almost, I've been living alone in this house and like man, I don't know if you heard, but they keep raising the interest rates and my Mm. mortgage is absurd. Mm -hmm. And so uh yeah, I take on a lot of dates, but I also love performing. Like going back to what you said a second ago like I love entertaining. Like I love doing that. And I don't mind playing cover songs. I think I've done a pretty good job of making them my own and like uh and I have fun doing that. Um so it's fun. It's just that like I get stuck kind of doing that and being tired and going through a routine where there's no real time for me to work on anything or finish anything. I'm lucky I have all these songs done and they're like ready to go and now I'm just yeah. trying to spend my creative energy thinking of ways of promoting them and stuff. So.
0: But we yeah. only we all only have so much bandwidth too, right? Yeah. Like we we have so much energy to put towards crafting a live show yeah. or songwriting or even just the energy to travel to gigs, right? Like we yeah. it's impossible to be just at the top of everything like we can only do so much
2: yeah. so and the new zelda game came out and there you, you go know, wow. so. uh,
1: there's the truth bomb. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't play it for six <laughs> weeks
2: and then i had a pretty traumatic week last week um yeah, it was good uh but i was uh, a friend of mine who i love deeply and i think the world of was going through a rough time and so i spent the whole week um helping this person like yeah. get, get back on their feet Love them so, so so much, and they're doing really well. I'm really proud of them. They've been through a lot and so anyway, uh, I was extra tired this week after that um and so I started playing this all the game again after like six or seven weeks of taking it off. I needed to treat myself, yeah, so it's been good.
0: well we need those things yeah. like we need to to take especially when we're we're putting so much energy out into giving it back to other people like we yeah. have to find those little things that's just recharge yeah. us or take our brain just completely away from it yeah. so we're not focusing on it yeah And, but ideally, what I've gone through phases
2: where that's what was doing it for me. You know what I mean? Like, I've gone through phases where that's all I wanted to do was be creative or like work on this music or work on this live show or whatever. I can get really deep in. I'm just not sure what's going on with me lately. Like, it's been a weird, weird Mm. time. This therapist has been helping a lot. Like, I, uh, man, it's tough that it's so uh, expensive. Everyone, I think it's so helpful. Mm. I just talked to him like yesterday.
1: How often do you. You have a session?
2: Sometimes every week, but at least every other week. Yeah. Yeah, I go in and he's awesome. Yeah, it's been very, very helpful.
1: Did you start therapy for a particular reason? Like, oh, this thing happened that I need to talk about? Or was it more just, let's just see if I can improve from my baseline?
2: Uh, Both. Both. Like I said, I've struggled with mental health. I I had uh, my life situation uh as far as like relationships goes has been tough um so that was something that i wanted some help with as well um uh yeah we're getting super personal here i guess but like uh i was with a beautiful beautiful girl for a very long time and it was very tough she lived in my house with me i still love her so much i think the world of her she's the best uh person ever i care like it's she's maxed out the dial on every every way imaginable and it was really heartbreaking for me to not be able to make that work uh i felt like a real big failure i guess or that there was something wrong with me that i couldn't keep the both of us happy or that my needs um there's something uh inherently wrong with the things that i needed that i couldn't keep a relationship working or whatever so that was a huge part of it for sure Yeah, yeah yeah
1: Yeah. I'm sorry that that happened.
2: Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. We're still in touch. I mean, I talked to her yesterday. It's we're still we still love each other so much and we are very supportive of one another. I'm very thankful for her.
1: Mm. And
2: uh yeah, but it's tough. Like I'm a very very weird guy. I'm a difficult person to be in a relationship with
1: I have for a, many reasons. I have a painting at my gallery that's called You're a difficult woman to date, which ah. was <laughs> feedback from my former partner oh, yeah. before Mike and I started dating. So cool. I can relate to uh, how that yeah. feels, and but yeah. you also have to honor yourself.
2: Yeah, it's a balancing act. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how anybody does it, to be honest.
1: You talked about recently going through a, a hard time with a friend of yours, yep. and it reminded me of last Christmas, going through a, a pretty tough time for a couple of weeks, and had my own stuff going on. But mm. what really tipped me over was a close friend going through a hard time. Yeah. And it made me really think about, I don't know, it's its easy kind of to live in your own world and in your own head and be very concerned with your yeah. own well-being, which is important. Yeah. But I found it interesting that it was the concern for somebody else that really put me over that yeah. edge and yeah. sounds like that kind of drained you in a similar way. And I've never really talked to anybody about that yeah. difference and management of that. So, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I, um. I have two things I want to say to that. One is that I feel like the um, medicine that I took with my therapist a few weeks ago really helped me prepare for that experience of last week. Mm -hmm. Like um, if I was going to like make a soundbite about how uh, that uh, psilocybin medicine works... Uh, for me anyway it might be different for everybody but for me when I first took it for those two hours after that where it was very like at its peak and you're like like uh, your brain can't even comprehend like how time works you kind of like step outside of time for a little bit and that experience was like living a million years or like it was like It was like I tapped into the collective consciousness of everyone who has ever lived on every planet in the universe and got all of that information at once. And you cannot process it like it's just your brain is into a billion pieces and it lasts for a million years. So when you're when you come out of it and your brain starts to get put back together, which is not really what happens, obviously, but it's like how it feels and I start remembering like who Tommy is, you come at it with like such a fresh uh, viewpoint almost. And it also feels like, it feels like someone's saying, hey, you just lived every lifetime throughout the whole universe. uh, Uh, Hey, do you remember Tommy? That guy who lives in... You want to go be him again for a little while? And you're like, oh, man, yeah, of course. I could do that. Like, that's easy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, yeah, that, that guy, guy. Yeah, guy. Uh... Those problems, sure, I will gladly take on. Because the other thing, too, is you realize that, like, it's going to be temporary. You almost... I, I came back into my, like, Tommy's brain being like, okay... I can do this. First of all, I know it's not going to be forever. It's probably going to be another, like, I don't know, 30 years, maybe 40 or something like that. And then this guy's going to be gone and I'll go live other lives or whatever. Like, it makes you feel that way. So... Mm And and then so all of the problems that you just described, like being at the forefront of your mind, or like being like uh, so immersed in, like your problems seem so big, they all of a sudden seem very small and very like temporary, and it feels like just one of many things that you can overcome. And then <clears throat> and then that also like helped me prepare uh, for looking after my friend as well a little bit, where I was like, I just w- I felt a little bit more resilient. Everything felt like okay, we can do this, like. Anyway, so that's kind of how that helped with that. Um, The uh,
1: relationship we have with time, I think, is an overlooked conversation mm. because we do a lot of work on ourselves for health longevity. I want to live longer or or better quality of life, maybe. But if you feel like time itself is obsolete or you can lengthen it, it's more of a mental exercise than it is. I just want to live, have more birthdays, yeah, and so that's kind of like that experience you're describing of you know I the two hours was a million years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is kind of a, a an introduction to this idea of okay, life can be forever. I don't yeah. have to worry about this part anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that stuff fascinates
1: me. But also, fascinates still exercise. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly. laughs>
0: Did you feel yeah. like you had the ego death?
1: Oh yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's what I would describe it as. Like when I came back, like uh, Tommy seemed like this other guy that yeah. I that I could go and hang out with again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it wasn't me. You know what I mean? It felt like, and that's that's a beautiful feeling. I think. You know.
1: Did you have any fear during that experience? So, mm. I've done some microdosing and. Really didn't feel a whole lot, to be honest, which I know, you know, is part of the point for some taking it is that you're not like crazy high. You're just, you know, things are sharpened or maybe have more energy or whatever it is you're looking for. I had some nausea with that, too. But the couple of times as an adult with more intention in taking psilocybin. I wasn't able, and I haven't done Hero Dose, say maybe it was a gram or two, yeah, yeah. but I got stuck in this like mm. awareness that, oh, something is happening in my brain. Like yeah. I'm not great at altered states anyways. Like yeah. I'll have a couple drinks and be like, oh shit, I'm drunk. Like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was so fixated on the the difference in how I felt, which is the point. You
0: got stuck in the clouds. I get stuck in the clouds. Yeah.
1: And so yeah, I don't know, like, do you have any tips for... Maybe preparation or like letting that part of it go so that you can allow a positive experience to happen. Yeah,
2: just like setting intentions, I guess, like and and just knowing that that's something that you don't want to happen would would help. You know what I mean? If you were just aware that that could be something that would happen, but also just having something that you can fixate on. Like, for for that experience that I just had, like, I had uh, – you couldn't really get stuck in that mode, I think, because I had the headphones on and the – it's just too much. Like, you don't even have enough of your brain even to do that. Like, okay. It's just, like, that's not even possible because to be stuck in how you're feeling, you'd have to know you exist and be there. Like, this is, like – it's so extreme, like, the, where your brain goes, like, that it's – uh yeah that's not really an issue, but yeah, if you're taking like I, I'm not really sure I don't have as as much experience, I guess I don't know how to answer that question after yeah. all, but
1: no, that's fair, yeah. Just try very, it again. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. very,
2: like, honestly, I think it's really, uh, it's, uh, I've done it quite a few times in a party setting, and I don't mind doing that. Like, it. Like uh, if that's what's, ever, I mean, you had got a bachelor party, and that's what's going on, everyone's doing that, like, I'm okay, I'll do it. And I can do it, and it's, I'll be okay, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I much, much rather do it in a medicinal setting. Like, I like doing it alone, um, and uh, and thinking about things, like having something that I'm trying to figure out. Um, but yeah. Anyway, it's a very positive experience. Yeah.
1: What does your routine look like? In that, are you on ships for six months or once a month? Or yeah. Like, how does that work? Life look for you? Or? Yeah.
2: So summer times, I always book off. Okay. So I like I haven't been on a boat since April. Uh, and so that's awesome. I've had a nice time at home when the weather's good and then uh, usually like, I tell my agent like when I like have openings and then he'll pitch me and I kind of tell him where I'd like to be, like mm-hmm. what ships I'd like to go on or whatever and he'll, excuse me, do his best to, uh, to fill those gaps or whatever. But, um, and yeah, this gig that I have now, uh, traditionally it's like, you'd go on a ship just for like a few days sometimes. Like, um, in September I'm going away for just one week. I'll get on a boat in Boston take it up to Quebec city and then come home. Um, but also I sent an email that like the ships, this ship stops in Halifax. So I'm like, guys, if I can do my show before I get to Halifax, Save you guys a plane ticket. Yeah. Save me a flight home. So, like, that's something I'm trying to have, I'm advocating for. So I could get on the boat on a Sunday and then Monday night do my show in the theater. um, And then there's a seven piece uh they call it an orchestra. It's like seven piece band, uh that's like the stage band. And so um the, they all live on the ship for months at a time.
1: Okay. And is it the same band every time for nope. you?
2: Okay. No, no, no. So it's like uh it's a, it's remarkable. Like it's real testament to how pro these musicians are. So like if I got on the boat on Sunday, um, and then maybe Monday is my night that I'm gonna perform, Monday afternoon I'll go meet with the band at like four o'clock and hand out all the sheet music and then we'll run the show with all the lighting cues all of my production notes for the stage hands and everything like that and then we'll run the show once like we'll run the songs one time unless there's like a critical error and then we gotta fix it but often we'll run the song and then be like and then I'll be like guys that was pretty good but tonight when we do it make sure you're like hitting this spot or like uh, hey remember make sure you're ready for this solo like like a sax guy or whatever you know what I mean like I need you to be a little quicker when you step out onto into this marker or whatever like make sure you're ready for that but we don't run it again we don't have time and we just do we just run all the songs once and then it's like okay it's go time that'll last like an hour like an hour and a half maybe if there, we had a problem we had to fix and then that'll take us to five thirty. and then i'll we'll order like a salmon room service so i don't have to run around and then i get ra- rushed and ready and then seven o'clock we do one show And then we do another one at nine o'clock and then I'm done. So if I did that, like hopefully what will happen is I'll get on the ship in Boston on Sunday. Monday will be a sea day. And then Tuesday we'll be in like Bar Harbor or something like that. And then I'll do my show hopefully that night. And then maybe we'll go to St. John and then I'll be in Halifax and they'll just drop me off. It'd be awesome. And I'd be done.
0: You know, how does
2: performing on the cruise ships help your original music? That's a great question not as much as it should Mm -hmm. uh i'm working on that like the show that i do on the ships is very rehearsed and very full of like comedy bits Mm -hmm. and like and it's all cover music i sneak one of my own songs in there for a little bit yeah Yeah. but it's like that's not why the people are there like the people who have this gig none of them are doing their own songs like it's like it's a the the mentality which is good and bad kind of like there's pros and cons to everything but the people who are on the ship are none of them paid to see you none of them are on that boat because they want to see a show it's a bunch of people who are on a cruise yeah it's lowest common denominator stuff mm-hmm. right so you got to get on there and be able to entertain a general crowd of people who have diverse interests and uh mm-hmm. likes so it's really about like playing songs um that everyone knows doing something fun with it and then having some funny jokes in there and keeping everybody laughing and stuff so the show is action-packed like it's none of the songs are just like here's me playing a song it's i'm always doing some other crazy thing on top of it to keep everybody's interest so to answer your question i'm trying desperately to figure out how to to put that into my own show but i i very rarely get a chance to play with a full band. Like, I've only done it twice this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once at the Seahorse and then I just played a show at the Rooftop of the Pint. Uh, And I'm doing my best, but, like, for me to do that, I have to, like, rehearse with the band, they have to have the music down well enough. And then I have to convince them to do weird shit on top of that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, hey, I know you just got this music down, but while you're playing this guitar, so <laughs> I need you to run over here and then I'm going to put you on my shoulders and then we're going to like walk, you know what I mean? Or something like that. People are just like, uh, I don't think that's like, people aren't used to seeing that at the Seahorse either. You know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. not So I have no idea how to package that, to be honest. Like I want to so badly. Like I'm trying to figure out how to create moments like that with my own music. And so far I only have the energy and the time to get my band up to, up to speed, like so that we know the songs and then I I do my best or whatever, but it's,
0: I know. Are you able to promote yourself as, uh, an original, act on the boat like hey I'm Tommy Green check out my oh, Instagram yeah, or yeah whatever. definitely yeah Spotify definitely. yeah and that helps it helps yeah. a little
2: bit but also um uh the clientele on the boats are like uh it's traditionally like an older crowd you know yeah. what I mean like it's uh retirees usually so it's like yeah. sometimes you're like hey check out my Spotify and they're like well I'll, I'll well when I figure out how to download it on my phone you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know it's, yeah. this whole uh,
1: thing doesn't yeah. work yeah yeah, yeah.
2: But you can also still sell CDs, like people can, are still buying yeah. CDs yeah. too, so that kind of helps. Like, I usually go through a few of those, so.
1: The more I yeah. learn about artists and their life, it seems like the going against the grain or doing the thing outside the box is really, though, the ringer to it all. Which oh, big Which isn't saying anything revolutionary, but yeah. I'm reading uh, Alexander McQueen's biography right now. He's a, des- a UK designer, and he revolutionized fashion. And... That's just one example of so many people. We talked about a, a song that you uh, referenced before, Mike, that's like eight minutes long, Gregory Allen, Isakoff, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And again, like no no instructor is going to say write an eight-minute song without yeah. a chorus. Like that does not work yeah. here. Yet these are some of the most famous yeah.
0: creatives
1: of our lifetime. And yeah. so you describing a show where you're, yeah, drop kicking and carrying people on your shoulders might be exactly what a place like Halifax needs.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it, man. It's just, I'm so tired. I've been alive forever. And tired yeah. <laughs> of having don't a body to, that you have to yeah, take care of. <laughs> I don't know how to do that, but I'm thinking about it. One thing that's been fun, just you saying that, like, uh, I yeah, going against the grain and doing something brand new has served me really, really well. Uh, and one example of that that I'm really pumped about is that, like, I'm excited for the Mooseheads to get started playing here again because, like, I had mm. so much fun uh, doing this... Uh, this uh uh after the second period show um that uh anyway i, I don't know if you saw it but i was uh yeah i'm oh, doing we saw is it. that my phone oh yeah cool
1: you can take the call
2: oh no. that's okay um <laughs> Yeah, so that's something I'm excited about. And that was, like, a perfect example. Like, Well,
1: uh, we saw it. You know, we saw the video, but tell yeah. our listeners what that gig is. Yeah, it's, so very it's cool. super
2: fun. I just, like, it, and that started on a cruise ship as well. In 2018, I was on a ship called uh, Oasis of the Seas, which is a—it's uh, the biggest cruise ship in the world. There's a few of them that are the same size or whatever, but— and I was on there and they have an ice skating show on that ship. Really? It's like a figure skating show. And uh at the time I didn't have the gig that I have now. I was on there for a few months as like the pub guy. Like I had a pub on board uh where it was like, Go see Tommy, he's in this room singing six nights a week from nine until midnight, just like yeah. getting everybody riled up, you know what I mean? Which I love doing, but I mean I'm glad that I don't have to do that anymore. Like I'm getting old. But uh so anyway, and I would see this ice skating show all the time. Like they were all my friends, you know, I'd go hang out with them and party with them and stuff. And then I just like got thinking like, man, like I think I could do that. Like I think I could skate and play guitar and sing. So I convinced this guy. He was actually just here in Halifax. He's from Ontario. He was here for a bachelor party. So I got a chance to see him. He's the he was the sound tech on board, So he oh, used nice. to do my sound when I did this bigger show or whatever, but anyway, I convinced him. I was like, look, man, I'll give you a hundred bucks. One of these nights, let's sneak in there and I just need you to hook me up, like mic me up and everything. I want to make a demo reel. And I, I remember I went on Kijiji in, um, Where were we in Florida? Cape Canaveral is where we docked. So I was on like the equivalent Craigslist of Cape Canaveral and I Mm -hmm. bought an old guitar because I didn't want to take my Martin on the ice. Like I had no (laughs) idea if I could do this. Right. I thought maybe I'd skate out and then go for like an E chord and just like fall on my face, (laughs) like not be able to do both of them at the same time. Yeah. Um. So I got that guitar and I paid him 100 bucks and we went out one night and I could just do it. Like I hardly needed to practice. Like I just went out and it was like I can totally do this. It's like two different parts of my brain that are good to go. Mm-hmm. And so I made that was 2018 that I made this demo reel and then I... Was busy for a couple of years. I was trying to pitch it to the cruise lines to hire me as like part of the ice skating show to do that. And I'm still trying to do that, but I've got other things going on right now, and I'm not as horny about that now. But anyway, I finally like <laughs> still pitched...
1: want to be a figure skater. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway, I, I, in 2020, I booked it with the Mooseheads, but then COVID happened, and it kept postponed and postponed. But then, yeah, finally this this past season, I got out there a couple times, and it was a blast. Yeah.
1: So really you're cool. it's kind of intermission years. <laughs> Skating yeah. laps around the arena yeah, it's singing just like, songs. Uh
2: they're like, Yeah, after the, it's after the second period, and they're like, All right, here's from Fairview, Nova Scotia. Here's uh Tommy Green Jr. busting out the party jams, and then I just skate out there with his so guitar fun. and get everybody all riled up.
1: How does do you know the how is the guitar amplified? Is it plugged in? Wireless, yeah, uh, uh, of course. Okay. Everything yeah. can be done now.
0: So this season, yeah. so, what's the plan with the Mooseheads? Uh I we don't have any set schedules yet.
2: In yeah. fact, we're we're looking at it but we're still looking for a sponsor like a, yeah. so if anyone out there Mike uh, and Kristen. yeah exactly mm-hmm we can figure that out. Uh I'm
0: pretty pumped. Like
2: I think it's definitely going to happen. We just haven't haven't set uh the, the dates yet, but uh, yeah. they're did, excited about did it. Did yeah. you
0: get to do any playoff games? Yeah, I did. Yeah. The
2: last one that I did was a huge game. Nice. And when I it really helps uh the fr- I've done it twice now. The first time I did it, if I remember correctly, I went out there and it wa- wasn't the playoffs. It was right before the playoffs, but I think we were losing like 2 to 1 when I went out there. Yeah. And it was like it was pretty good. It was okay or whatever. The second time I went out there, we were winning five nothing or something like that. And I was like, so much easier
1: to go up there. Like, ooh,
2: <laughs> yeah wow. the crowd's like ready to go Into I mean, it. it like really helps me a lot when when they're when they're winning so yeah that was a that was a packed house like and you, did, so you fun, do yeah. like a slide down your oh, yeah. knees yeah. like that's yeah. pretty intense it's all choreographed like i try and do i mean i've only done it twice now but i have like five different ideas of like finishing moves that i would do you <laughs> know yeah. what i mean like i want to make it different every time i yeah. go a like, different like bits so yeah every time i go out there i got a bit of a plan uh but like yeah yeah i go out there and it's getting a little bit different like the last time i went i did the slide but then i also had this bit that i was like uh talked about how i used to want to play for the Mooseheads, which is true and then uh and then i always dreamed about scoring a goal or whatever and then i i got them to leave the nets out the first time i did they moved the nets out of the way so they could zamboni afterwards but I got them to leave the nets and then like uh, after I got the so- the crowd singing this song so I could like quit for a bit. They were, I was doing country roads so they yeah. sang that whole chorus uh, and while they were doing that I pretended I used my guitar as a stick. <laughs> yeah. And I like, you know, stick handled and skated as fast as I could and then did, did this arc and then did a big slap shot <laughs> and then they... Turned the horn on for me, so like I slid Uh, on my knees and put my arm. They had all the lights going as if I had scored a goal. Like so, it was like this wicked moment, and people went nuts. Like it was so funny and cool. That must be
1: you must feel so alive in that moment, like the whole audience. And and I love the the merger of your passion for hockey. Yeah, it was into music. That's brilliant. Yeah, my
2: mom brings that up all the time. Yeah. I was such a hockey player growing up, and then mom did recognize that I, I mean, I was singing, obviously, but she was begging me to take piano lessons, and I was like, no way. I was like, I'm a musician or whatever. So she loves that story because it all turned out that it was, I needed to do every, all of that for this Mm -hmm. to work out, you know what I mean? It was like, my whole life has kind of been... Now, like, if I could, yeah, I'm trying to incorporate other parts of my life. So if I could go out there, like, uh, with aliens involved somehow, <laughs> like I'm really into aliens, that would just be so They're
0: going to be here soon enough. Yeah, so. if they yeah. see
2: me in the movie, if any yeah. aliens are listening, guys, you're here. You're formally invited to be a part of my next Mooseheads uh, thing or the sponsor of it. You know, it'd be good to get your PR person to reach out
0: <laughs> well this is this is a sign of you just being a creative person like yeah. you're able to take hockey and yeah. make that part of your creativity like not that's yeah, cool yeah like there's lots of people who play guitar and sing and probably play hockey but they've never thought of even doing that like, and this it's more is, than
1: just writing no. a song about hockey mm. like that's where i see this yeah this real genius come through it's like Oh, thanks. the song is a cover song but you're still able to merge these two things in your I'll life i'll be
2: honest like i um like we booked it in 2020 to do it like again and then covid postponed it or whatever but i had made all these reels like i had a friend of mine who's a very uh, her name is uh, christy wright and she uh it was a figure she's a figure skater like a, a professional one uh and she's i think she's retired now um but she's from the States actually. I met her on a cruise ship and then her and her husband just moved to Nova Scotia. And now they live like an out I'm embarrassed. I don't know exactly what where it's called, but Muscadavit, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um they live there. And so I reached out to them, like, hey, I got this mooseheads thing coming up. I got to practice for it. Can you help me get some ice time or whatever? And they were like, Yeah, like we go skating just for fun. Like I she loves just keeping her routines going, like for yeah. fun or whatever. So Anyway, I went and I made these demo reels so that I could pitch it to the Mooseheads and also, like, let them know, like, this is what I'm going to be doing or whatever. And I was terrified that someone else was going to do this before I did. Mm. I was like, I was telling everybody, like, don't share any of these videos because if I was, you know, part of me was, like, worried, you know, like adam Baldwin was gonna see it yeah and it'd be like ah oh, damn you know what i mean like for yeah. two years i was like really trying to keep you know who cares it's so funny now but it was like at the time it was like one of the only things i had going on in my life you <laughs> know what I, mean? I was like oh, i really need
0: this <laughs> please don't take this from me. this is yeah. me yeah yeah so that's i, th- I find funny. with creative things like that that if you have an idea and you don't act on it. Oh some, yeah. It will.
2: Someone's going to do someone's it. Someone's going to take it. Yeah.
0: And I've, I've read things about that and people have like all these different theories, like ideas are just floating around and we have yeah. our antennas up to pick them. Yeah. To pick up on the ideas. And I don't know what's actually true there, but I've had very specific ideas for whether it's a movie or something yeah. like, and then. That that exact movie happens. Yeah. Oh, a guy goes into a coma (laughs) for 18 years, wakes up, and then goes back to high school like, shit,
1: someone (laughs) took my idea. (laughs) Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this phenomenon phenomenon. in her book, Big Magic. And actually, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but- so Mike and I put out our book a couple years ago yeah, and it's congrats. sort of this collect. Thank you. So cool, yeah. It's this collection of travel woes, like mishaps, kind of funny, and they're broken up into little digestible chapters. And I was at our little local public library yeah. shortly after this came out and was looking through the travel section because we had got it in the Halifax library. So you're looking awesome. for your own book, of course. yeah, yeah. yeah. There was another book, exact same format. It even has a similar title. Like the word misadventures is in the title. It's written by a single author, but and I don't recall the exact title, but it was so similar, but we published within a few months of one another, which means we had the same idea. We were working on this project at the same time, and she's from, I don't know, Scotland or something, like completely other side of the planet, and published our books. And yeah, it just reminded me of this... I don't know if it's just ideas and creativity are kind of common, like, you know, a travel book is not all that unique, the presentation of it was, but then going back to this idea of, like, ideas are looking for you, or they're looking for the recipient, maybe, and you just have to be the one to run with it, like, you had to take the initiative to... OK, this is not only an idea I have, but I'm going to make the the reels for it. I'm going to pitch it to the moose heads. Like yeah, yeah. all these steps had to fall in place for you to take action.
2: Yeah. I struggle with that a lot, though, what you just said, though. Like, I I think that's part of the resistance that you were talking about is that I just like I write something. I write some pieces of music and I'm like, I can name five songs that sound exactly like this. And it's just mm. like, man, what am I even doing? You know, I can't I can't figure out. That's sorry, guys. I'll talk to my therapist about this. <laughs> you guys don't no, have we'll, to listen we'll do to this the work, yet. Here. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't pay
0: him the money. Yeah. We'll help you that. No, it's, uh,
2: <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's, uh, I got a lot of bad voices in my head that I'm always trying to fight against. And that's one of them that says that all the time. It's like, yeah, but, cool, man.
0: But I think, like, he, he, if you write a song that sounds something like another one, it's still going to be uniquely you. Like, that other song is going to have, influences on it that you yes. don't have you're gonna have your yeah your parts you put in that will differ from that and obviously like if the the words are the same or the, it's exact yeah. same melody line he's like, like i if,
1: have this new song called wagon wheel <laughs> <really yeah>. good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like i don't know even like the i like i'm writing i wrote a book Another book—it's not out yet—but I'm I'm writing a song for every chapter.
2: Yeah, you were telling me about this in the dressing room of the hockey yeah, the yeah. arena there.
0: And this is—I—I've been working on this forever now. Like, this yeah, is yeah. an idea I awesome. had for a long time. And when I first came out with it, I'm like, I'm the I, this is the most original idea of all time. Yeah. And then like time passes, and I'm like, someone must have done this before. Like I I don't want to like research it and find out what someone did the exact same thing but but at the end of the day if if someone wrote a book and has a song for every chapter it's going to be very different than yeah. the song and chapter yeah. that I would put out like yeah i can't like i can't hope that i am so uniquely creative yeah. that i am just setting this completely new idea out to the world yeah like it's it's it will be very unique because it's my perspective on writing and songwriting and all this and how I put it together. But someone probably has done the same idea.
2: Yeah. And that and I can tell you what you just told me. It's like, yes, Mike, that's gonna be very uniquely you. Like yeah. even if someone did this, it's gonna be great. And I can say that for other people, but for some reason I cannot say yeah. it to myself. And that's why I need to do this medicine again. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. I can like really ego death myself and yeah. be like, I gotta look after Tommy. My roommate Pat Murphy, who you've had on the yes, podcast. Yes um great guy. said something the other day and we actually wrote it on the wall in sharpie <laughs> Yeah, and he said uh treat yourself like someone you need to help mm-hmm. yeah and that was mm-hmm. really cool i thought that was yeah. a great perspective what's so, your
1: yeah. relationship with your latest music that you're gearing up to share with the world
2: yeah, I'm really pumped about it. It's all stuff that I've written in the last, like, three years. Like, it's I'm a slow writer, and uh, Alex Mead has produced all of it, and he's cool. uh, done a great job, and we've had all these songs on the back burner. Like, they've all been done for a while or just need a little tweak here and there. But, yeah, we put out this song called Burnin' One for Love, which reminds me, I brought you guys a little treat.
1: Ooh. Uh, Check cool. it out. It's not. You,
2: it's not what you think it is, actually.
1: Okay so what I think it is by looking at it is a cassette tape with yeah. an elastic band wrapped around it. Cuz it's
2: in a cassette case but if you cassette. look at the side look at what the oh, what this says it's a smoke, smoke kit. So ah. inside is everything you need to smoke weed, except for weed.
1: You know me so well. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> we just met. Yeah. You sweetheart. So there's a, a lighter promo. in here, some rolling papers. I love this.
2: And there's, uh, those are filters I get as to well. keep
1: this? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's true. Thank yeah, you. So that's uh,
2: my Burn in One for Love merch. So uh, I'm really excited. This is probably my favorite song. It's going to be the title track of this record or whatever. But the other thing that's cool is, too, is it comes with these filters.
1: So it so does you can cut these, again. So you, unique, and then
2: you have these little hearts in your joints or whatever. So it's like you're burning one for love. You got a little heart there inside.
1: I love it. Yeah, we'll we'll share wasn't. some pictures on our socials. So cool. Yeah, can yeah, yeah, See this.
2: So yeah, I'm selling these for so twenty bucks. Creative. So you're uh,
1: merging your passion for two other things. Yes, too, exactly. See?
2: It's not really a secret. Uh, maybe not. An, like uh, I try and be a bit more vocal about it because it is legal now. But uh, yeah, I like uh, marijuana. is very therapeutic
0: for me. Yeah. I'm very. Uh, Likewise, yeah, yeah. you're a kind man, Tommy. Yeah, you apples. These are so <laughs> cool. Sweet. So
2: yeah, that's a uh, burning one for love. I'm really excited about that track. It features Lindsay Meisner and uh, nice. also uh, the rapper Maget yeah. yeah, is on it, and that's a it's a fun. Uh, it clocks in at four minutes and twenty seconds.
1: Ooh, clever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and so uh and it's the title track and opening track of this record like all these songs i'm putting out it'll eventually be on this album called burning one for love so yeah. it's kind of like uh a- a lot of the songs are kind of relationship based, um, but different aspects of it. And uh, and then uh, yeah, I just put out this song called "Cold Summer," which is like a pop, real straight ahead pop song. I'm really excited about. And uh, Laura Roy sings on that one, who I'm obsessed mm. with. I think she is just she just uh got a Grammy nomination for wow. writing on Doja Cat's last mm-hmm. record.
1: I think it was a Nicole Ariana that was here that yep. mentioned her as well. Yeah, yeah they're really tight. Together. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Laura played a private show at my house uh, a couple of months ago, and obviously Nicole was there, and it was very special. It was really fun. Yeah. So, yeah, she sings on that song as well, and uh, I shot a music video for it uh, the night before I did my medicine, and yeah. I've just been sitting on all this footage. I'm still, like, trying to put it together and get it up on uh on the old Instagram, yeah, but do you have a release
1: soon. like a, a album release date or venue or any of that stuff? Sometimes, in mind? This,
2: sometime this fall, it's tough. We're talking real here, so it's really uh, I'm a bit disappointed. I didn't get into Music Nova Scotia this year, which is mm-hmm. really disappointing for me, I guess,
1: like to perform or yeah. showcase, yeah, oh, okay. or anything. So,
2: I was really excited because I was gonna like uh, kind of plan that or whatever, but uh. So that's tough. So now I'm just reworking uh, what uh, I'm going to do there because I was going to like make sure everything was all out right before I got there or something. So we'll see. I'm going to. Um, yeah, I've still got like four other songs that are done and ready to go. Um, but yeah, the plan is to just uh, I'm going to put out another song here soon called Two Wrongs. And then another one after that called Walking on Fire that's like hockey themed. Mm. Uh, So maybe, I don't know, I'm not sure. I want to make, I'm going to put a lot of promo behind that one, like probably even more than Cold Summer. So Mm -hmm. I might be reaching out to anybody I know that can sing and skate. So
0: You got to come out to the Musicians Hockey League again and we'll maybe make a little video there. That would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun.
1: Get the whole team behind you. When does hockey start up again? Probably...
0: Probably September. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it goes be, pretty long. Yeah,
2: That's going to be the, about the time I want to put that song out yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Togetherland's always a, a venue too. If Kristen's you're interested. Gallery, yeah. We hosted our first ticketed concert there a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Mike's playing in September, awesome. and I just renewed my lease for another year. Or so Good for you. it kind of helps me plan ahead a little yeah. bit more. But yeah, it's close quarters, but it's fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And cool.
0: back to you, you were saying like, uh, the the plan for the release kind of the change and that plans change. Like that that happens. Like that, yeah, that's yeah, okay. Time, yeah. Like uh yeah. we had planned to put out a record for this summer. Yeah. And I was kind of relying on some some funding to come through and didn't get it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't know if I want to actually put the work into it right now. I got a lot of other things I'm working on, so like I'll just wait another year. Yeah, yeah. Like and that's that's a fairly significant amount of time and change. Yeah. And but I think that's just inevitable in this industry. Like yeah. oh yeah, big time. One thing happens that leads you in this direction in a positive way, and then maybe something changes and you have to go in another yeah. direction. But
1: I see that decision that you made as such personal growth for you, though. I have to say, because yeah. I feel like in other years you would feel the pressure of. Pro, you know, being prolific. Like I need to yeah. I need to be consistent. I need to always be sharing work. But this to me, this decision to hold off and be like the time isn't right shows a lot of maturity in you and just self-development. Well, thank you. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I'm proud of you.
0: <laughs> I guess every day that's all we can do is try to get a little better than the the last and learn a little bit more and take the things that maybe we we didn't do the best the first time around and just grow from there like, yeah yeah I, yeah I i've i've been in the same situation of just feeling exhausted from the grind and i guess still am yeah. but just trying to like that was part of the decision not to release it I'm like okay i'm already tired i'm already doing a million things i don't have to put an album out and do the 10,000 hours around it that it takes to promote an album and do all the things. Like, let's just play all these gigs this summer, promote them, do, yeah, do all the other creative things we're doing at the gallery. Like, I guess, and like, like yourself, you're, you're doing a lot of different things. Like it, it's hard to. Yeah, uh to my, all.
2: to my detriment. I just have. Like, I'm like Alex Mead, my, the guy who produces my music, he's always telling me, like, Tommy, you're pushing like seven boulders at once. Yeah. And you just go nudge one every day. And it's like, uh, I think he says that out of love. But <laughs> yeah. uh, he's also like, dude, just pick a fucking boulder and push it. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? But I'm just like running around, just nudging a little bit. It's tough. Yeah. I don't it, know.
0: I, I hear you, man. But Every you, day I
2: wake up and I feel like doing something different. Like, and I don't like committing to anything. Like making a set plan because by the time that gets done, I'm like, I don't even know how I'm gonna feel then. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's not. I don't know if I can like commit to wanting to do this. Anyway, it's tough.
0: I started like instead of like saying, "Okay, I got to work on this." This day, or like two hours doing this, and then the next three hours I'm gonna do this, and then this other thing later on the day. Like I'm gonna block off a week to do this one thing, yeah, and then get as much done as possible, and then yeah. this next week or two or whatever it may be, day, like just very specific, hyper focused on that one thing, yeah. But knowing, okay, I'm going to get to this other thing later on, yeah. I feel like that that helps, yeah that's for me anyway.
1: Yeah, I think it's important that you're able to say these things out loud. These are observations you've made about yourself. And I think it will help other people to hear from two successful professionals like you. Like we just had Jackson Weldon on last week, who's 19. Like he's, he's looking at people like you to see how does their life unfold? What does their daily work schedule look like? And I think it's important to be open and honest about like yeah. burnout's a real thing. Yeah. We, we've all come out of this really weird five years, really. Like the whole world is kind of weird. Nova Scotia just had wildfires and then floods, and it's rained every day for the summer this year for some reason. And like yeah. there's kind of this so, like, just taking a breather and going back to joy and peace, getting and a
2: therapist, getting
1: a therapist, <laughs> and taking your medicine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is all great.
0: Going and, to the beach, yeah, when it's sunny, if it ever is.
1: And so, thank you for making time for us today, oh, Tommy. For me. Like I'm this, a huge was, fan of both you know, of you
0: guys, and
2: uh, it's an honor to be here, hanging out and uh, and talking real talk.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's so nice to kind of dig into things with you, and yeah. I we've been watching from afar. I know you two have have spent some time together, but yeah, I have yeah. really enjoyed getting to know you better today. Likewise, yeah. Likewise, yeah,
2: Alex you. has a beautiful uh, one of your paintings up in his oh, cool. uh, his mm, uh, yeah. spot, so we I look at it all the time when I'm sitting there frustrated about what uh, what I'm
1: yeah. trying to frustrated do. Frustrated about life, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Maybe oh, there's yeah, an answer painting. in there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna dig up yeah. that book. After we end yeah, this conversation, cool. and Sweet. you're just gonna have to look at the cover and you're set. Awesome, you know, that's yeah. all I need. <laughs> but uh, where can people find all all your stuff? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm most active on Instagram.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't really do uh, Twitter or Threads or anything. I'm on Facebook a little bit, but I don't. I, I'm on Instagram, and then yeah, my music's on Spotify and Apple Music or anywhere I guess YouTube. I got a few cute uh, music videos that I put out over the years that are on YouTube, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Great. Yeah, we'll just awesome, throw all man. that up in the show notes. And...
0: But we appreciate uh, all the honesty and just hearing your stories. You have great stories.
2: Likewise, I'm a big fan of the podcast, and uh, it's great that you guys are doing something like this. You know, mm-hmm. it's really, uh, it's very therapeutic hearing other people talk about this kind of stuff, too. So I'm yeah. so honored
0: to be a uh, part of it. Well, yeah, we, we, we loved every man of it, man. And uh, that was some good jokes in there you know like, uh, <laughs> thanks buddy <laughs> yeah. but, you can uh, leave feeling validated <laughs> yeah,
1: uh-huh. yeah
0: keep uh, keep keep being you because uh, you're you're oh. a light in the world oh, and thanks, you, you bring a lot of positivity and energy and just good times oh, to the thanks, world man. and Likewise. that's that's yeah. something that we need more and more of and thanks, you're thanks man you're like the, the exact thing that the world needs ah oh, thanks man I feel the exact same way about you guys so I appreciate it so much Cheers. thanks buddy Ooh. that was fun yay it covered lots of ground there psilocybin ayahuasca cruise ships hockey
1: somehow those things all feel like they go together don't they
0: yeah with Tommy it's anyway. like a
1: festival right there <laughs> key <laughs> things <guess>. key components
0: <laughs> hockey doesn't really <laughs> fit in there but Tommy
1: would make it fit
0: Tommy made it fit
1: Yeah. Well, anything else? Any upcoming shows you want to reference? Um, what do you I got going on this the, weekend? The
0: solo show at uh, Togetherland—it's going to be super fun. That's
1: right. And September fourteenth. Today,
0: the day this is released, August sixteenth, I'm playing a free concert uh, in Waverly. Outdoor concert, uh, pet and kid friendly. Okay. Uh, so it's yeah, just outside in the Waverly Village Green, just playing some acoustic songs with the full band, so... Cool. You don't really... There's not a lot of options where you can see uh, us playing a full band show for free, you know?
1: I have a free event today as well from... Noon until 2 o'clock, there's a free art therapy workshop at Togetherland with uh, Evie Denville. Yes. So you can register through Evie. I know it's maybe short notice for those tuning in today on Wednesday, but... And you also have Blueberry Jam coming Blueberry Jam,
0: going back to Cape Breton. There you go. It's kind of... Ends the summer of gigs, really. It's been a, a great, great summer. and
1: Yeah. Good. What are the names of the organizers for Blueberry Jam? Does, does that come to mind, who have been running it up there in, in Mabu?
0: Well, Rankin McGinnis, who plays uh, with his, his band as the Winter Warmers, he's mm-hmm. kind of the, I guess, the
1: the founding father the
0: founding father and the properties owned by Adele and Paul okay and uh, they they own big bell farms i guess is the site it's
1: on i see i i so i asked i remember meeting adele this past may at the ecmas yeah and shaking her hand and this is a funny thing to remember about someone but her hands were so soft <laughs> like i just wanted to kind of rub them on my face and c- a- cuddle with her she just has this sweetness about her and <laughs> i just always remember that
0: <laughs> i uh i don't know if i ever shook her hand or not
1: well if anybody shakes adele's hand at blueberry jam you I'm, will... I'm
0: going to this time yes you'll sure. notice
1: it i don't you don't even probably have to listen to this and you'll think to yourself oh she has amazing hands
0: I am definitely on the lookout for yes, it. Yes,
1: yeah. Let's get everybody to let us know who has the softest hands of those that they've shaken.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. No one comes to mind for me. I'm usually shaking you know, rough hands. Yeah, calloused guitar. With.
1: Hands. People I
0: roll with got rough hands.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see what see what comes in here for okay. this tally.
0: Let us know, folks. Softest hands in the business and uh yeah again thanks to tommy for sharing all the stuff that he did and uh, we appreciate it very much and appreciate him
1: appreciate you
0: yeah everyone out there you're you're keeping us going we we love uh we love the feedback we love all the support it's uh, nice to build this little community together and uh yeah we're gonna keep going strong
1: wonderful okay we'll, we'll see cheers. you next week bye friends